0: the Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. Today's Thursday, March the 23rd, 2023. It's episode 153 of the pod. However you listen, thank you for doing so. Many ways to find the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, in the MoneyPodcast.com, YouTube, you name it. Basically anywhere you consume content, you can find it. Don't look that hard. Wherever you do listen, though, Please rate, review, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up, thumbs down. Make sure the bell icon is lit up so you get notified when new content has been uploaded to the In The Money Media channel. I am in New Orleans getting ready for the Louisiana Derby. I am on site with FanDuel TV. First day is down and out of the way. Thursday is done. Uh, It is 10 after 7 on Thursday night. We are... Wow, we've got, what, nine minutes left in the second half of Michigan State and K-State. I tweeted, and uh, I had made the bet live at halftime. Michigan State plus four and a half. They are currently down one. Connecticut, I have winning the title in the uh, FanDuel internal contest. They are up 17 at halftime over Arkansas. And later on this evening, I say later on. It's only going to be hour and a half from now. I have uh, Tennessee minus five against Florida Atlantic in the Sweet 16. So it's nice to be checking out some some hoops. It, it helps pass the time on some of these road trips. I I, I wish I were home, but um, if I've got to be on the road, <clears throat> excuse me, might as well take in some, some good hoops and take in some, uh, some good racing. And that's what most of you are here for, if not all of you. Three 100-point Kentucky Derby prep races run on Saturday. The Louisiana Derby the Jeff Ruby Stakes, the UAE Derby. I'm going to go out of order chronologically because the UAE Derby is the first one that will take place. I will go over that very briefly last, and I'm going to just preface it by saying very briefly simply because I don't believe that you can just, with a blanket statement, throw out races based on things that have happened in the past. But the facts are, UAE Derby has not been an especially productive race when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. That doesn't mean that this year won't produce something, but I'm gonna knowing that I want to keep this to 30, 35 minutes, 40, absolute max, I'm gonna keep that at the very end and just very briefly touch on it. We'll dive into the Louisiana Derby and we'll do a bit of a dive into the Jeff Ruby stakes before wrapping up with the UAE Derby. As always, Questions, comments, concerns beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at bernier underscore Matt. The Louisiana Derby, the the race that I am down here for, uh, nothing is official, but I am going to talk about the race. I'll mention him going through it, but I am approaching it as if Tappet's Conquest is not running. Uh, There are whispers that they may bypass this race to run in New York in the Wood Memorial. Now, again, we'll find out if that actually comes to fruition. By the time many of you are listening to this, we will know one way or the other. Um, If I were involved, I would run him now. But obviously I'm not involved. The Wood, maybe it's a softer spot. Uh, Maybe he needs more time. Maybe it's for a number of reasons. I'd run him back. Because I was as disappointed as anyone initially following the Risen Star. But you go back and you watch that race uh, with a little bit of a... Not a kinder eye, but just objectively calling it for what it is. Um, He had a miserably wide trip. And he was still, you know, kind of boxing on at the end. No, he wasn't as good as Angel of Empire. But the race probably wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was at first. So, long-winded way... Especially if we talk about a horse that may not even run Saturday. But I will briefly just make a quick comment about him. Oh, and and for full transparency, I was going to pick him again in this race. But it sounds like there's a reasonable chance he does not run and he goes to New York. So, we'll go over the Louisiana Derby. We will go over the Jeff Ruby. And we will briefly touch on the UAE Derby on this week's show. Louisiana Derby, race number 12 on a 15 race card. excuse me, Uh, Gabby and I were laughing on the set on Thursday because not only are there 15 on Saturday, there are 15 on Sunday. Holy Jesus. A lot of racing. A lot of racing. If if you still need to get your fix after Saturday and Sunday at the fairgrounds, I I don't know what to tell you because you're going to have what? Three quarters of a race an hour for two days from one facility. I'm not even factoring in simulcast. Anyway, race number 12, scheduled post 542 Central, 642 East. I guess that would be 342 on the West Coast. going to go right in post position order. We're going to breeze through knowing that we've still got the Jeff Ruby and the UAA Derby. The one shopper's revenge for Asmussen, I think he's actually pretty interesting in here. The race that he comes out of is not particularly fast on the buyer scale. On the time form scale, it's a little bit kinder. He got out of the gate a little bit slow in that run at Oaklawn on February the 18th. You know, given his wide trip compared to the winner's ground-saving trip, airtime squeezed up the wood, saved every inch that day, Shopper's Revenge becomes an intriguing, you know, he's going to be a price. He can't help but be a price, I guess. I I think he's not impossible in here, and if Tappet's Conquest doesn't go, I have an idea of who I'm going to go with as an alternative, but this horse certainly is at least in the picture as a a potential selection in here. He's by Stop Charging Maria. We all know what she was capable of on her best day. Um, Breeders' Cup Distaff winner, I believe, off the top of my head, but I think Shopper's Revenge is a little bit sneaky in here at a big number. They'll all need to beat instant coffee. And I apologize if I keep uh, taking breaths and beats and whatnot. I'm trying to finish my dinner as we are doing this. Instant coffee is a grinder. He just sort of, it takes a while for the engine to get warmed up, but once the engine is warmed up, he runs all day. That is good as far as distance is concerned in theory, but this will be a significant stretch out for him. He's gone a mile and a sixteenth three times in his career. Now he's got to go out to a mile and three sixteenths, and we haven't seen him since the middle of January. The good news is the field that he defeated in the Lecompt just continues to flatter him. He looks better and better as each race comes and goes. So I do not at all think he's a vulnerable kind of short number in here. He's just not my cup of tea. Um, If he's, I mean, he's two to one on the line. I don't don't think, I haven't priced it out, but I I don't think I would want anything shorter than three in a race like this. And he's almost certainly going to be shorter than that. He might be eight to five. So instant coffee, most likely winner. I I won't argue that. I I just, I think there are going to be more appealing prices elsewhere. Uh, Curly Jack, honest horse, nice horse. Not overly fast. I just think he's got his work cut out for him. Maybe underneath, but I would think that's a ceiling. Sun Thunder. The Ken McPeak barn is rolling along right now. Past few weeks, they've really taken their game to the next level. The Risen Star, this horse did make up a substantial amount of ground behind a hot pace. He had an absolutely dream trip down on the inside. A brilliant ride from B.J. Hernandez, and he just flattened out at the very end. Now, Mike Joyce brought up something you know, a a good point that I don't know that, I I know I don't do a good enough job explaining this, and I know many others don't do a good enough job. When you say a dream trip, that that almost implies, it almost carries a negative connotation, because I think many people interpret that as saying, oh, well, you don't think he's going to do it again. And while that's that may be true, that doesn't mean that he can't run well. Will he be able to scrape paint and and get that sort of in-out trip and then back down to the rail that he pulled in the Risen Star? I mean, that seems unlikely. But he's a a horse that continues to take steps forward, and he ran well that day. So to just automatically, you know, throw throw it out there and say, well, well, he had a a great trip last time out. He must not be any good. I think that's a, a common misconception that a lot of folks mo- uh, make, excuse me, or just assume when they hear, you know, someone on TV or they hear a podcast or any kind of analysis or a written piece that, oh, dream trip. Well, that doesn't mean that the horse didn't run well. It just means that they had some things go well for them. I, I don't think he is dependent on a dream trip to run well. He definitely took a step forward. And again, the McPeak barn is just cooking along right now. Disarm, um, I, I do think longer is going to be better for this horse. This is another Asmussen trainee. I guess my biggest issue would be he also had a pretty good trip. The difference is he left a lot to be desired in my eyes. To be fair, that was his first start since the beginning of August as a two-year-old. So he had every right to need that race. I don't know that I love him. But I could understand why people would be attracted or drawn to him at 10 to 1 on the line with Rosario aboard. This feels like A, the wise guy horse, and B, the most likely alternative for me if Tappet's Conquest doesn't go. That is King's Barnes, as I'm getting a work email. King's Barnes has done nothing wrong. By the way, King's Barnes, I don't know how many folks are aware of this. I have been told by multiple people. Kingsbarns is a it's a, a town, village, whatever you'd like to call it, in Scotland. I have been told by multiple people that also I was fortunate to play the old course at St. Andrews a few years ago. And, you know, talking to golf nerds and some of you that don't care about golf, you know, this is going to bore you to tears probably. Multiple people have told me that Kingsbarns the Lynx course there is the best that there is in Scotland, period. I don't know about Ireland. I know Ireland's got some some proper top-notch courses, but I've had more than a handful, and I'm not exaggerating. It hasn't been one or two. It's probably been six or seven people that have said, did you play Kingsbarns? So those of you that may be golf junkies um, and you may be going over to Scotland or you have an opportunity to play over there or you live over there, Um, I've been I've been heard, I've heard that Kings Barnes is a fabulous, fabulous golf course. The racehorse looks like he could be fabulous also. I know he hasn't beaten anything when it comes to the caliber of competition, but my God, he's looked good. I thought he was green, but good in the debut. I thought he was green and outstanding in the first start against winners going two turns. That was at Tampa. He didn't beat anything but the way that he opened up on that field makes me think that there's a hell of a lot more in the tank. Flavian Pratt is attracted to take the ride. Todd has done this in the past. I would hope, when you look at the way the race sets up, there's not a great deal of speed. He's got to be at least part of the early pace. I'm not saying he's going to be cutting out the fractions, but he's got to be close to it the real question is how, how short does he go? How much money does he take? Because if you told me that you could get six, I think six, and I'm just spitballing here. I haven't priced it all out. I think six is reasonable. I think Kings, hell five might be reasonable. I think Kings Barnes is a prime win contender in a spot like this. Um, He just, he gives off the vibes of a quality animal. And Even if I don't end up picking him, I hope he runs well, because I I think for a three-year-old division that I keep saying, "Eh, I'm waiting for somebody to step up, maybe he's the sort of fresh face. Kyostro, I thought he ran outstanding in that most recent start. I thought he ran really well two starts back when he broke his maiden at the fairgrounds. Um, Couldn't quite beat Dennington, who is also in this race, but I thought, I mean, obviously it represented a step forward. My concern for both Caiostro and Dennington. We might as well tackle both of them at the same time. Dennington, you can say he just needed the class relief because he ran into instant coffee and two fills in confidence game and yada, yada, yada. It was still a career top by a pretty fair margin. It was also first time with Lasix on. I know David Aragona's has done a great job of laying out stats of, of trainers Lasix on versus Lasix off. Um, and McPeak is one of the better ones with that sort of thing. But I'm more concerned, not even so much about that, because Lasik's come off for this, obviously. The idea that both he and Kyostro took such significant steps forward that I would be leery to take them, I don't want to say a short price, because I don't think either of them would be short prices. All I will say is throw out some signs of caution when looking at those two. Because that run on February the 18th was very clearly the best either of them have ever run. Single Ruler, I think, is a good horse. You know, he, he plugged along at the end of the Risen Star. I really did like that Maiden score two starts back. These are the only two starts he's had blinker, blinkers on. I, he would just need to take such a substantial step forward and have others regress for him to be a major player. Maybe underneath it a big number, but I'm not betting on it. Tappet's conquest again. If he goes, I think he is very live. If he doesn't go, I mean, frankly, I, I don't, I don't love the idea of running him in New York. But you know, maybe Brad Cox and company know a hell of a lot more than I do. I don't know. I, I just, I, I still think the horse has ability. I'd like to see him run here, even if he didn't win. I think he'd absolutely run second or third, get points, and still move on going toward Louisville. But it is what it is. Dennington, we just touched on. Jace's Road. Jace's Road's a fascinating horse because if you take the gun runner, his gate-to-wire score, out of the PPs, he's not nearly good enough. You leave the gun runner in when he gets a comfortable lead, which he very well may again on Saturday, he's a player with a 90 buyer. I still think he needs to improve. I don't totally trust him. And I think he might get a little bit bet just purely because everyone's going to be looking at that pace scenario saying, isn't he controlling speed? Maybe he gets it done. Uh, he's not my favorite. And baseline beater. Paired up by your top each of to the last two. Broke through with a big, big performance last time out. That was on the undercard. Um, you know, maybe he jumps up again, but he would need to, again, take such a substantial step forward and have others regress Um I just I don't know that I love him as a win contender, but underneath, absolutely one to consider at 20 or 30 to 1. So there you have it, the Louisiana Derby. If Tappet's Conquest goes, I'll pick him. If he does not go, I'm probably between Kings Barnes, Shopper's Revenge, Instant Coffee. Those three. Any of you that have paid attention to me for long enough would know that I won't be going with instant coffee. So it's basically either the six or the 1 for me in the 12th from the fairgrounds on Saturday. I'm going over the Jeff Ruby stakes, but there's 19.7 seconds left. K-State's up 2. Again, you all already know the result of this, but this is live as it's ongoing. Uh, The kid for Kansas State just decided to pull up from about 35 feet, back-rimmed it, now Michigan State with the ball. Part of me, not part of me, I don't frankly care who wins. I only need Michigan State to lose by no more than four points. 19.7 seconds might, might take 35 minutes, so I'll circle back. Worst case scenario. Uh, Michigan State scores and ties it, and the kid for Kansas state uh can't get a great look. I shouldn't say that I mean he he cut through three or four different guys to get to the cup, but he just couldn't uh seen the replay right now. that's annoying That's annoying all right back to the horses a lot to unpack uh the game ends regulation ends in a tie. my projection. With my numbers projected a tie. Some idiot on Twitter is saying that that's dumb because you need to pick a team. I, I can't say what I want to go say, but you can probably gather a guess. And then Michigan State turns the ball over down three at the very end, and K State runs down and makes a bucket to win by five. Oh dear, oh dear. That's a devastating way to lose plus four and a half. I swear I'm almost done with the Jeff Ruby stakes. All right, as I'm still licking my wounds from that uh, disaster of an ending for the basketball game, the 12th at Turfway is the Jeff Ruby stakes. Now, I I guess I, I can give an absolute, you know, not bare bones briefing on all of them, but I'm more interested in kind of just approaching it like this. Major dude, is trying a surface for the first time at a distance for the first time, and he's the 5-2 to two morning line favorite on the heels of a big one in the Kitten's Joy. He can certainly win. I don't want him. Fantastic, again, has never won without the lead, and he may make the lead in this spot, but he's going to have to deal with Maker's Candy just to his outside, so he's probably going to have to go faster than he's ever gone before. So I don't really want him. Maker's Candy I don't want. Bluebird's over, I guess, is a little intriguing just because the two synthetic races were both victories to start the career. Congruent won the John Battaglia, the local prep for this race. We'll get to the runner-up in a moment. And Two Phils is also trying to surface for the first time. So all those short prices, I don't don't really want any of them. There are three horses that I'm really interested in. The two, Scooby Quando, who was the runner-up in the Battaglia, behind Congruent. And you probably look at it and go, how could you really like a horse that was beaten three and a half lengths and not like the other? Uh, Scooby Quando was buried in behind runners, loaded behind a wall of horses, had nowhere to go. Yes, congruent was 100 wide, but he was able to continue on with his run. Scooby Quando, once he made the clear, he finished full of run. He finished with just a really, really strong kick at the end. That last race, I think, is far better than it may look on paper. And I think he's going to be maybe not... Quite 15, but he's going to be pretty darn close to it. I think he's got as good a chance as congruent to win. The three-event detail, I bet him and picked him in the Rebel. I said, I don't know if he can stand up on dirt, but I do know his two route races at Turfway, I thought were both really good. And they put Blinkers on this time around, which I think is a little bit intriguing. I like him at a number, 15-1 to in the morning line. And then I think the horse that I'm leaning toward picking... Not sure I'm totally there yet, but I'm leaning toward. It'll be one of these three. It'll either be Scooby-Quando, Event Detail, or the 11, Wadsworth. Wadsworth has paired up buyer tops of 82. Both victories on the synthetic surface have been by open lengths. Defeated Scooby-Quando by two and a half last out. Got real green, real goofy down the lane. Swapped leads, but finished real strong. The gallop out was giant. His mom was really good, Dickinson. She was a grade one winning turf router. Quality roads can do anything. Got to stretch out from a mile to a mile and an eighth here for the first time. But the two synth races are marked improvements over any of the dirt races prior. So, and he's got a little bit of tactical speed. So, oh, they're racing outside of the hotel. If if the four and the five hook up, the 11's got to just tuck in right behind, doesn't he? And I'm sure two fills probably isn't too far behind. But with this sort of, uh, you know, Bayou Turfway pick five that they're going to have on Saturday, I think I'm only using three horses. And they're 15-1, to 15-1, to 1, and 8-1 to on the morning line. Wadsworth, Scooby Quando, and Event Detail. Uh, which one am I going to, you know, put on top? I'm still kind of hemming and hawing a little bit. But those are the three that I'm most interested in. I'm going to fade the favorites in here, acknowledging any one of them can win. Absolutely. But 2 3 11 for me in the Jeff Ruby. Let's wrap up with the UAE Derby. It, and this is not even going to be a, a real analysis, uh, but just a sort of a, a peek behind the curtain. We're going to do a little bit of a chalkboard segment on Friday on FanDuel TV. And it's basically, are you with or against the favorites? And the only thing I'll say about this UAE Derby, knowing that there are horses coming from all around the, the world, to run in this spot, Cairo is the 5-2 to two morning line favorite for Aiden O'Brien. And sure, he's by quality road, but there's turf on the bottom. And, you know, the dirt is still an unknown. And in most years, I would look at it and say, okay, well, tall boy wasn't very good in the United States. And he goes over there and he wins the UAE 2000 Guineas by a length. So, all right, well, clearly softer company over there as far as the dirt is concerned it looks like you've probably got pretty good japanese horses going by the way ah geez he was nothing over here in the u.s he goes over there and wins a race by two and a half lengths or two and a quarter lengths but more importantly worcester is in this race and worcester i don't know what you want to do with him big picture but say what you will he has run fast races He's got a 98 in the Bob Lewis running third. He had a 96 when he finished second in a maiden race, two starts back going shorter. I know he's an 0-for-3 maiden right now, but he's probably one of the fastest U.S.-based horses that has gone over to run in this race, maybe ever. Uh, Part of me is at least looking at it saying, if someone's going to beat him, maybe the distance gets him beat. I don't know. But if he if the distance doesn't get him beat, and he runs anything close to what he's been running, these other horses are going to have to be pretty damn good, because he's a mid ninety buyer type. And I just we haven't we haven't seen American horses like that go over there and run in this race in quite some time. So uh, th- that's all I'm going to sort of chime in about this race i would be against the o'brien runner at a short number simply because i have no idea if he can run on dirt and worcester's actually a fast dirt horse if the distance beats him the distance beats him but one of these other horses is going to need to run a big race to beat him if he runs his race so there you have it looks at the three derby preps on saturday i apologize for all of the interspersed college hoops talk I have to get off Twitter for the evening because it's just like you're bashing your head against the wall trying to just speak logically. Again, it goes, like it, not everything needs to be win or lose. It's not that simple. A little nuance goes a long way. It, the, the people that speak in absolutes, it's just like... And not only do you speak in absolutes, but then you start belittling somebody and you're like, oh, you're an idiot. You're an asshole because you didn't pick a team. Go I, Zip my lip. On that note, let me know your comments about any of these three races beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. Please rate, review, subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down, bell icon lit up if you're over on YouTube. Uh, we will be on all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday from the fairgrounds, on FanDuel TV, going over all of these races, and then some. It's a great day of racing. Things are really heating up. 100-point preps. The winners get 100 points to the Kentucky Derby. The runner-ups arguably get enough to at least be on the bubble for the first Saturday in May, but many of them, that'll be enough to get them in. Uh, This is when the rubber meets the road. We'll find out who the first, assuming no injuries, who the first confirmed runners the Run for the Roses will be by Saturday night. I'm Looking forward to the racing here. Again, stay tuned with us over there on FanDuel TV. And I will be back next week. We will do a brief sort of look back at what we saw this upcoming weekend. And then we'll look ahead to next week's racing, including the Arkansas Derby. I will be at Oakland Park for that. And the Florida Derby down at Gulfstream. Until then, best of luck. However you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. This has been episode 153 of the map room